Welcome to the NerdWallet Smart Money Podcast, where we usually answer your personal finance questions and help you feel a little smarter about what you do with your money. I'm Sean Piles. This episode, I am joined by NerdWallet investing writer Andy Rosen, who is going to attempt something that some might say is impossible, explaining crypto to a complete crypto noob. Welcome back to Smart Money, Andy. Thanks for having me. So Andy, last time we talked, you answered a couple of kids' money questions. Now you're going to be explaining cryptocurrency to people who don't really understand it at all. Can you explain what's going on here? Okay. So I've been writing about cryptocurrency for NerdWallet for about a year now, and I started to wonder, am I really any good at this? I wanted to test my ability to make the topic accessible to readers. Could I explain it in a way that would hold someone's interest who wasn't already interested in it? Uh-huh. And and hopefully help them truly understand what is going on behind the scenes. Exactly. And I think this is important, not just for my job, because if cryptocurrency is going anywhere, it's going to mean that a lot of people who aren't interested in it now have become interested in it and have started using it. And for that to happen, it's going to take some understanding beyond people who just know that it was something that got really popular and really valuable last year. And is this even an issue that could hold the interest of a regular person. Right. Well, and as it grows in relevance, so do the related scams. And so it's very important that consumers of all ages and varieties inform themselves on what's going on with crypto and how it is beneficial or not to their personal finances. Absolutely. So I was trying to think of how to test myself and I knew I had to find someone who was A, willing to listen to me talk about this Uh and B, they were going to give it to me straight to tell me whether, you know, I was taking any shortcuts or confusing people more. So I knew for a fact that my wife has been sick of hearing me talk about this since (laughs) I got this job. Yeah. And uh, she's out. So my parents, I think, would probably tell me I was doing a good job no matter what I did. They're wonderful (laughs) people. Nice of them. So (laughs) it really is. But I needed someone who was really willing to give me the cold truth. So Mm -hmm. I thought of my Aunt Drew and my Uncle Jim. Now, Drew is my mom's sister, and Jim is her husband. And we've been really close for years. I grew up just a few blocks away from them. We were always at each other's houses. Um, but I really know that they're not going to hesitate to tell me to shut up or that I'm making no sense <laughs> or just start making fun of me. And so um, they agreed to do this, which I thought was super generous. And so I picked up my daughter, grabbed a pizza, and I headed over to their house in Haverhill, Massachusetts, where I grew up. And uh, we had a conversation. Okay, cool. So you are going to try to explain cryptocurrency to them, and they will give it to you straight as to whether they understand it at all and whether you're just rambling on about something that no one cares about. Exactly. Also, a quick disclaimer that I own a few of the cryptocurrencies mentioned in this conversation, but it doesn't influence the way I talk about them. And a reminder that I'm not a financial advisor or an investment advisor, and this is not personalized financial advice. It's just for educational purposes. Okay, cool. Well, have a lot of fun. I can't wait to hear how this conversation turns out. Thanks. All right. Can you two both introduce yourself? Hi, my name is Jim, and I am Andy's favorite uncle. Hi, my name is Drew, and I'm Andy's aunt. I'm looking forward to the conversation tonight. So you know like a little tiny bit about cryptocurrency, right? One of your sons owns some of it. He's told you, what, nothing basically about it? Well, one time he tried to explain it to me, and I thought, what? (laughs) And so I kind of fell off the wagon on his teaching it to me. And what about you, Jimmy? I only know the name. I know it's it's traded. I, that's about all I know. I don't really 
get the concept, so I'm looking forward to you explaining it to me in a way that I can understand it. So is there anything you guys are curious about, like you want to know about cryptocurrency or that you've you know, heard something about it and you like didn't everything. get everything? All right, so what do you think it is? I think it's a form of some sort of tender that's it's actually something that's being traded that's not actually tied to a company or something like that. That's what I think it is. What about you, Drew? I just literally think it's just out there. I try to understand what it is and what it's tied to, and there's no, you can't touch it, you can't feel it, you don't know where it came from, and actually what the value is. It's just totally, like, out there. It is pretty out there. So, okay, let me try to give you the basic idea. So essentially, the innovation of cryptocurrency, in my opinion, is that it gives a real concrete way to establish ownership of like a digital file in a way that is really hard to do without a bank or a government or something like attaching some information to it. So it basically is a self-sustaining system where you can own something that is independent of any kind of government or middleman. The way it does that is like through a really complicated cryptographic formula that's not that interesting and honestly not that important to like a regular person but essentially the big thing is it's the first time you could own a digital file without having to rely on a company or like someone to keep track of it for you or maybe take it away so when you say digital file what's in the file well it can kind of be anything the buzzword that actually works for me it's a digital file right so yeah okay so that's one thing new i know that i can hang my hat on all right great That's a good start. So I guess the next thing I would say is basically how it works is a bunch of people have computers. Everyone around the world has a computer. They're all connected to the internet. And say you wanted to keep track of how much money you had, for instance, right? The bank keeps track of that for you. The bank holds the ledger. So what cryptocurrency does is that it distributes this ledger, like who owns what? And then every computer on the network has the same copy of who owns what. And so they all check against one another to say, like, do we all agree on who owns what? And then they have this really complicated way of coming to consensus if they disagree. But the idea is computers working together on their own can kind of reliably determine ownership of something. Where do the computers, how are the computers chosen? If you have Bitcoin and you're running Bitcoin software on your computer, Essentially, what you're doing if you spend Bitcoin is sending information to the network and then receiving information back from the network that says, I own this, I want to spend this, I want to send it to someone else, and then receiving information back from the network that says, okay, now we've received your transaction, everyone has recorded it, and now the ledger shows that you own less Bitcoin. Anyone who wants to sign up can participate in this in some way. How's that for a start? That's good. I mean, I know more than I did 10 minutes ago. So tell me, have you paid attention to the market at all? Like you hear on the news, like it's going up, it's going down. Like, does that have any... The crypto market? Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously you're not following on a day-to-day basis. No, I check in with my son once in a while and say, how's it going? And that's about as far as I go. And what I mean once in a while, like hardly ever. <laughs> my my financial that... advisors basically told me to stop looking at the market. Really? What did they tell you? Bitcoin. Um, just basically just said stop looking at it. It's, you know, it's 
we're in a bear market and let's just we'll ride it out and you know it'll come back so you're just your portfolio in general yeah. correct just like don't think but about we don't it right have any so don't think about it yeah we don't have any bitcoin or we don't have any cryptocurrency yeah, at all so I guess I'm interested in how you guys might think about the value of, of cryptocurrencies. You know, why do you think it has value? The question I was going to ask you was, how does it, how does it change value? How does it, how does it go up or down? It's pretty much market driven, right? It's, so it's, it's kind of tied to the standard and poor's or the, or the, what is it tied to? Does it mirror the market? Bitcoin and all other cryptocurrencies generally have their value determined by markets, right? So there are decentralized markets where like computer algorithms help you trade with other people. But for the most part, there are just cryptocurrency exchanges. They're run by companies. They, they make markets and, you know, whatever the market will bear at a moment, they'll buy and sell it for. And they tend to match up pretty closely on the price. So essentially, it's what people are willing to pay. And in that way, it's similar to a stock. But, you know, I think a lot of people struggle with cryptocurrency because cryptocurrency isn't a company, right? Like it doesn't have assets. No there's no product. physical there's, being There's nothing you can it, look right? at. There's nothing you can see. The sales are up or, you know, there's no product development or anything. That's what it's just a random thought. I guess, yeah. I mean, that is definitely a critique of it. I mean, uh, the the counterpoint, and I'm not sure I subscribe to this, but the counterpoint would be lots of early technologies that are winning adoption and starting to grow. Their value is calculated based on their potential worth, their potential adoption, what could happen with them in the future. You know, for instance, like when Facebook went public, right? right. People were really excited about how big it could grow. It was the network and what you could do with this network, as opposed to what do they own at the moment? What cash on hand yeah, do they have? What, what's the potential? If you own an oil refinery, like there's a different way of calculating the value of what you own. If you own the, a network that has the potential to grow or a potential to do something cooler, or technology. But the thing about Bitcoin is, no one, you know, no one owns it. It doesn't have profit. See, that's the weirdness. Like I would talk to a couple of my friends today, saying we were doing this with you tonight, and. All of them said, well, just fill me in. Because they, I don't know, maybe it's our generation or the fact that it doesn't seem real. Literally, you start to have someone explain it to you, and then all of a sudden you go, what? It's kind of like trying to well, learn. It's a concept to... that's very difficult to understand. I think so. Because I... it's so different than buying stock in the stock market. It's, it's a completely different thing. You know, you might way, look at it but... more like a commodity, right? Like the... Yeah. There's a specific thing you can buy. There's so much of it. Its supply is constrained or very available at the moment. And so, like, that's going to affect the cost. I think that's the thing. It's like people get so caught up, and I think I have in this conversation, in explaining the technology when really what it is is, like, it's an idea, right? It's an idea about how value can be stored and created and how a group of users can control a financial product without the help of a bank. Banks do a lot of valuable things and you pay them for that. And the question is like, are we cool with that deal? We have an option of making a different deal. And can people make products on this technology that actually replace well, centralized services? If you're following stocks, people you know give you advice because something's happening in that company they're about to you know introduce a new electric engine and so that's going to drive it up and with these it always seems arbitrary it's just a prediction or it doesn't seem real and that is like the common thread 
from most of our friends about it doesn't seem real enough to us. There are cryptocurrencies that are more real than others, right? There are some that are completely invented as jokes or experiments. But there are others that are tied to specific projects, like, have you ever heard of Ethereum? What it can do is you can write programs that interact with the underlying technology, which is called a blockchain. So like you could write a computer program, and it's like, we're going to play a game. And if, if I win the game, you know, some of my money goes to you. And if uh, I lose the game, some of your money goes to me. Now, that's gambling. You might not want to do that. But the point is you can build applications that exchange value and utility on this. And so... These ones that you can actually program, these are software. So, like, are people going to use this software? You know, Ethereum, the, the cryptocurrency called Ether that goes with Ethereum, it's got a limited supply at any given time, right? So if you want to use a product made on Ethereum, you need Ether. And so if there's a lot of things that people want to do on the Ethereum network, then people will want that cryptocurrency. And so if you have some you know, you'll have how a better market it, for it. How has it determined the limited supply? Like, how does that... You can stop me at any time. Yeah. And you can tell me that it's too boring and that you want to <laughs> stop too. But like, okay, so each of these things has what's called a white paper. And it's like instead of a stock prospectus, right? It's basically a document that the programmers or developers wrote explaining how they're going to distribute it, how it will be exchanged, the rules for sending it back and forth. And how the supply will be determined. And they and, just make that up? Well, I mean, essentially they make it up, but okay. if you buy it, you're saying, I'm, I, I'm fine. 350 or whatever. Yeah. For instance, like, there's a, a finite supply of Bitcoin. More can be created to a certain point, and then there never will be more. I think that might be the part that is yeah. like yeah, completely bizarre What agency bizarre actually monitors this? Is it the FTC or? Well, that's a big question. Like, who, who's your consumer? Like, if you get screwed, who are, who are you going to call? Well, yeah, I mean, who's Ghost actually overseeing <laughs> You might have to call the Ghostbusters. <laughs> Some sort of government agency has to be overseeing it, I would think. I mean, the oversight of this stuff is really all over the place. I mean, the SEC has a lot of role in it. The FTC, Consumer Protection state attorneys general. I mean, there's all sorts of different ways of looking at it. Like the SEC might say, you treated this way too much like a security. You're just selling stock in a different form. Like you can't do that. Or the FTC or some other consumer protection agency might say, hey, um, you lied and sold something that wasn't true. We're going to sue you. I'm going to buy some Bitcoin. I'm going to get like a prospectus or something. No, you're not. You're okay, yeah. I'm just sort of like going, I'm in. You can read the white paper. But paper. honestly, okay. the white paper, I'm not going to lie to you, it's pretty technical. But I mean, honestly, who's <laughs> last time I read a, a you know, a stock in you know, a report, it's not like there's are beach reads either. Well, but like, exactly. you know, but exactly. No, I just it's just those. sort of bizarre because there's a limited number um they don't promise anything, but you should get one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the thing. A lot of it is and faith. It's risk. Yeah. And, and I mean, these things haven't necessarily proven themselves at all right but like it has had a staying power like this idea is attractive to people but like you could argue that you know more about the supply of bitcoin than you do about the dollar i don't think many people understand it i would say that there's people that actually buy it that probably have no idea what they're buying they're only buying it because someone told them to buy it and they don't have any idea what causes it to go up or causes it to go down they just invested in it because someone told them to. 
and I, I find myself to be like at least average or a little better than average intelligence. And it's a difficult concept to understand. I totally agree. I consider you guys intelligent people. Like yeah. I said, I've been sitting here trying to explain it. Sometimes I'm like, did I just confuse myself more? Like I, I have a much better idea <laughs> of what it is and what it means now than I did 20 minutes ago. Really? I can tell you that. Somebody explained it to me is a lot easier than somebody actually saying, oh, here's an article, read about it. I mean, somebody has to explain it to you. Yeah, I think so. And I mean, that's another one of the things that, that you know, it's like. But it's not simple. You can't boil it down simply. No, oh. you can't. I plan on buying a little bit of it. That's what I'm planning on doing. Not because of me, though, is it? I, just because I feel like I just wanted, He's gonna I get want to be able to watch it and see how it performs. It I mean, is. You know, I mean, if, if I don't have any money invested in it, I'm not going to watch it. Why would I? It is. It's really interesting. I mean, there's 19,000 or something different cryptocurrencies. Now, most of them are complete gags. Like, they're not in anything. But, like, a lot of really interesting ideas about, like, what if you could do this but without the middleman? Cryptocurrency, there's no middleman. It's like you and the computers. Right. right? That's the idea. It's like yeah. me and you right. and our computers do the work in between. Right. And So what would you say that if you were going to decide to do it, would you put $100 in or 1000 I mean, I'm talking if you're doing very conservative, like Jim says, I'm going to buy some. What would he put in? I can't really give you advice on that. No, no, no. I don't. I was thinking about like four or five hundred bucks is what I was going to do. Yeah, at Nerd Wallet, we generally say that it's risky. You want to make sure you have all your other financial bases taken care of, and if you do, then you just need to decide how much risk you're willing to tolerate, and at what the amount of risk is going to vary based on well, that's true. your attitude toward its long-term value or short-term value. And like what your other economic obligations are. So like if $500 is a lot of money to you, then you have to make that decision. If $10 is a lot of money for you, same, right? But maybe people who are very wealthy, like throw thousands of dollars at it right. and just hope for the best. You accept more risk. The rewards can be higher. You can be just destroyed. Like investment. Yeah, you I mean. Guaranteed I, and you, whatever you can afford to lose. Have you asked your financial advisor about it? No, I haven't. I mean, I always, I mean. What do you think his opinion will be? I don't know. Financial advisors that I've spoken to have a wide range of opinions. Some think it's too risky. and well, My guy's very well versed. <laughs> yeah. He likes to talk about stuff. So but I'll I doubt, ask him. I doubt he but would tell But my son to do is that. a financial advisor, and I, I think I might just Did ask him. Did you ask him? I, you know, I've, I've never asked him. Over the weekend, I think I'm going to. <laughs> tell me what he says. Like, I mean, I just have to be really careful not to be telling, you know, because we're talking Correct. to the listeners, too. No, I, I mean, you. I just, I don't know what people ought to do. I'm no, not a financial advisor. You have to. Yeah. What my thing was, yeah. like, what would be a conservative thing? But that, you're right. The, my conservative is somebody else's extravagance or yeah, vice versa. Someone else's so disposable you can income. Only dis it's like going to Foxwoods. Right. I mean, <laughs> exactly. You know, every yeah. everything in life is a risk and you just have to right. determine what risk you're willing to tolerate and what you think the yeah. reward will be. And some of that is going to be your opinion. But in the end, like, yeah, the cautious thing to do is, is to figure out what money you're willing to put at risk. And if it's none, then don't invest in it. And if you have some and you're interested and think it would be a fun activity or really believe in this or just want to like dabble in a new area like that's 
Well, I think uh, yeah. it would help you learn more about it. I mean, I think that if you have some skin in the game, I think that you would I think you're right pay more that. attention to even if it's three or four or five hundred bucks, I mean, you know what? Seriously, like Drew said, you're gonna lose that in Foxwood and and ten hands of blackjack. So, <laughs> and and people have, but I just think that if I put a little money in there, just to get a kind of feel as for what it's gonna do, watch how it performs, I think it'll help uh, me get a firmer grip on the whole thing. But there's a realistic scenario. I don't think a lot of cryptocurrency enthusiasts would agree with my saying this, but People could decide this is not going to work. I don't want it. it. It's over. It's not, it's worth nothing. Like things go down to zero. What would you do if it disappeared? You know, that's the thing you have to think about. Well, that's a yeah, I mean, life lesson. And yeah. you have to <laughs> like I said, you evaluate. could play 10 hands of blackjack at a $50 table and lose all 10 and you lost 500 bucks. So yeah, but we casinos have. Foxwoods. We keep yeah. using it as a reference. No, we don't. <laughs> casinos have free drinks though. I mean, it's, uh, true. I don't, it's yeah. true. That is true. That is true. <laughs> That's but I think you learn, like Jim said, you literally learn anything yeah. you don't know by actually exposing yourself to experiencing it. So probably skin in the game is yeah. of value. So my next question is, um, when I do this, how do I buy it? Go to NerdWallet. Go to, I mean, you go to NerdWallet. That's one place you can find out information. We don't sell it. No, but you can we don't. Yeah, that's not. We have a, an objective ranking criteria. We go over fees. We go over ease of use. Various other things. You know how easy it is to exchange one crypto for another. Things like that, and um, you can look overall like how we do it. But okay. the things that are the easiest to use are generally going to have either the highest cost or the lowest amount of options for like, you know, moving it around. Um, and the things that are a little more difficult to use you know, will have lower fees. So the question is like, how much handholding do you need? That's one big question. But most of the biggest ones are reviewed on our site and you can take a look and it's just like, okay, well, this one has higher fees, but it's really easy to use. The selection is good. And if you only want to buy Bitcoin and you only want to hold it, like there's tons of options. Like if it's just like, I want to hold Bitcoin, keep it here. I'm not going to touch it. I'm not going to move it around. I'm not going to trade it for anything else. Like you have so many options. But if you're like, I want to, buy a bunch of different kinds and check them out and use the applications that run on them and, you know, trade them for one another. Like those, you know, that can get costly if you don't know what you're doing. Those that you might want a more advanced product for that. So anyway, I, I can oh, send, right. I'm going to send you guys so a link. It on your website? Yeah. It's, I mean, awesome. I'll, but you don't even, for, for you, I'll just send you the link. <laughs> <laughs> I love wow, it. Yeah. 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 So I think we've, we've covered most of it guys. Uh, am I getting better at this? Like, do you think yes. that's, Okay. I think you did a good job, and I yeah. think you explained a lot of unknowns to me. Yeah. However, there is still that little mystical part of it um, that I think maybe it might be generational or the fact that I don't really pay that much attention to what's going on yeah. in the stock market. But I do believe that, you know, having skin in the game yeah. and following I think that's and learning key. that way is, and also with your information using your knowledge and you know getting a little bit of it and actually experiencing it i i think that's a good combination all right well if it doesn't do well you can't be mad at I, me know where to find you. I, know where I didn't tell you to buy that no, all right you did not tell us to buy anything but if we happen to do well yeah you there could be some benefit to it yeah we can take you somewhere okay. nice all right all right all right guys thank you so much this is really fun and like thanks for having us over all right. Thank you, Andy. And that's all we have for this episode. If you want your money questions answered on a future episode, 
Turn to the nerds and call or text us your questions at 901-730-6373. That's 901-730-NERD. You can also email us at podcast at nerdwallet.com. Also, visit nerdwallet.com slash podcast for more information on this episode. And remember to subscribe, rate, and review us wherever you're getting this podcast. And here's our brief disclaimer, thoughtfully crafted by NerdWallet's legal team. Your questions are answered by knowledgeable and talented finance writers, but we are not financial or investment advisors. This nerdy info is provided for general educational and entertainment purposes and may not apply to your specific circumstances. And with that said, until next time, turn to the nerds. Nerds.